Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. Just edit this we stuff start, out. We start, then we stop, and then we start. Oh, we are rolling. We're rolling we now. Are rolling All right, now. go for it. So, if you are wearing a Star Wars bookworm shirt to our panel, please stand up, because that is so awesome. Yay! There's four of you, and that's very exciting. Okay, so you automatically get your choice of a book that is up here on the stage. So please come up, and you can pick one thing off of the stage, whatever you would like. Just not what's on the table. Not the special prizes. Not the Those special are for things, later. Just but the, the, just the other the, things. The little bit less special prizes. Ooh, the Rebel dossier from Rogue One. Nice. I almost Good didn't choice. bring that one, John. I almost kept that one. Oh. Yeah. You, yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, find something Ooh, you Rebel don't Rebel Rising, have. great choice. I love that book. <laughs> Most Wanted is amazing. Love it. Oh, Chewy and the Porgs. That is a good book. Yay! Thank you so much for supporting the show. All right, well, you guys are here on our 100th episode of Star Wars Bookworms. It just... Yeah. It, it only took us six years to do 100 episodes. <laughs> true, true. That's uh, kind of what happens when you're a monthly show, but then you don't do one every month, and then you do three in one month, and yeah, then you yeah, skip another couple of months. That. Yeah, we sometimes can be a little inconsistent. We know, and we're sorry. Uh, so this is Aaron Goins. He's my co-host that I convinced to do this show about six years ago. And I'm Teresa Delgado. It's nice to meet all of you, see all of you. So we also want to thank our Fanta Tracks buddies, Mark Newbold and Claire Henry, right over here. They've done an amazing job with the podcast stage. If you've been to any other, of the other shows, um, it's just been a stunning, stunning thing up here. So we've really enjoyed it. Okay, so you guys know we hand out buttons, right? And a lot of you have some of our buttons. Actually, who's new to the show right now? Like you've never heard us before. Ooh, nice. Okay, well, we hand out buttons, and we like to design special buttons. You guys will be getting a special commemorative 100th episode button as you leave. So, um, but it also occurred to me like two days before the convention that we've never done bookmarks. Yeah, that would have been a, yeah. too obvious. I feel like that's like the obvious thing. So if you guys would be interested in bookmarks next time... Raise your hand, cheer, whatever. Would you want one? Nice, yeah. Hey, you get to design something else. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Sounds awesome. We should right. start like the way we start the podcast. Yeah, we should. Like, okay, so hey, Aaron. you're just like, hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. What's up, Teresa? Why do we have so many books on this stage right now? Because <laughs> I got a, a bunch of extra books, so. How I did that happen? Let's away. tell that story. I'll tell that story really quick. I haven't told it on the podcast before? I don't think so. Okay, we did so the really live quick, stream. so we don't waste time. But basically, sometimes we get books sent to us from publishers so we can review them, which is nice. And then I moved and didn't realize that the books were being sent to my old address for three years. 
Um, and the people that were renting my house for me never told me they were getting books. So I went to their house uh, because I'm switching renters and there was 27 books or 27 packages waiting for me. Um, so I opened them all up and I had a bunch of extra books that I had already purchased. So that's what you see here. I kept some of them for my son, but a, a bunch of them I brought. Yeah, so we have a lot of really cool stuff for you guys, and we're going to be doing giveaways, obviously, because we don't want to take this stuff back home. Yes, we're giving all of this stuff away. So. <laughs> all of it. Okay, so we are on Sunday of the convention, so we've been here for four days now. Days, What's yeah. been your favorite moment so far? Uh, my favorite moment so far was probably the Episode Nine panel, and specifically the, the title reveal of Episode Nine, because I don't know why, I just didn't, I felt like after The Last Jedi, like Skywalker wasn't a big thing anymore. And like the fact that the title is Rise of Skywalker kind of blew my mind a little bit. So that was, that was exciting for me. I might, I, might, I might have had a couple tears come down yeah. my face. I think you might have. So mine, I actually got to do a really good interview with Ashley Eckstein talking about the Sisters of the Force Collection, which is something, fashion's another thing that I'm interested in. And that was really, really, really fun. Um, we do have other podcasts and other shows and stuff for those of you that are new. Um, so if you want to know about those, we'll talk about those at the end. But um, we got to do a really awesome interview. And it's actually on YouTube, on the Fangirls Going Rogue YouTube channel. So if you want to see that, it was, it was really, really good. But right now, we are going to bring our friend William Devereaux up. Hey, so William does a podcast called the Ion Cannon Podcast. They actually originally started as We Talk Clones and did all of the Clone Wars shows, and then they transitioned into Rebels, so check that out. But he loves books. I do. I love all sorts of Star Wars books. All of them. I've read all them all. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing we kind of want to talk about is upcoming books related, like new news that we got during the convention, and there's some new stuff. Um, so... William, which one of the new releases that they talked about are you most excited for? Ooh, I mean, there's Master and Apprentice that comes out Tuesday. I know if you've already been here, you may have picked it up. Who, got it, who bought it at the Delray booth? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Have you, anybody started it yet? It's really, really good. I, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. No spoilers. No spoilers. Don't worry, no spoilers. But if we you have haven't read it yet, definitely go pick it up. Um, what else? Let's see. There was, uh, I think that's probably, I mean, there's, there's that. There's Alphabet Squadron. Um, yeah, Thrawn Treason. Who's excited for some Thrawn Treason? Yeah. 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 yeah, very much so. There's a lot of good stuff. Well, Teresa, what, what other books do they, uh, do we, do they announce well, this some week? Of, some of the ones I'm really excited for, we did get announced at the publishing panel, mm -hmm. were Be More Lando and Be More Leia, yeah. which I was very excited for because the Be More Vader and Be More Yoda books, they're kind of smaller, sort of. If you, have any, has anybody read those? Just a couple of people. They're really cool sort of mindfulness books and just like a really cool thing to have in your library if you don't have them and they're not really very expensive and they're small. Um, so I'm excited for the Be More Lando one just because I think it's going to teach me how to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good luck. Good. Yeah. I'm kidding. Ouch. Of course I think she's cool. Ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> oh, come on. We're all one at a Star Wars convention, and then there were two talking about Star Wars books. So, I mean. We're as know. nerdy as they come. Yeah, I know. This <laughs> is the nerdiest much. room in the building right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wore my glasses. <laughs> no, I'm actually. Creatures Big and Small? 
mm-hmm. I think is the one I'm really excited for by Calliope Glass. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a Dooku audiobook coming out. Oh. Well, well, then you talk about it. Okay. That's... <laughs> I just thought, like, creatures great and small, like, Dooku. I like cute creatures like Tukas. Yes, that's true. And Porgs. But the, so the Dooku audiobook, or I guess it's not, it's like an audio drama, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like fully, a full cast of, of characters. We actually listened to a sample of it we over did. at the, did you guys know that you could, they have a sample at the, at the audiobook booth mm-hmm. um, that you can listen to, which is mostly Ventress talking. And then I believe it's, is it the Emperor that comes in at the end? I'm not sure. I don't know who but it was. Definitely Ventress. And when you hear her voice, the, the voice actor who does it, I'm not sure of the name. I don't know it's not Nika Futterman. No, but it's basically to, like a but who's it sounds who. Like yeah, Nika it sounds Futterman. great. <laughs> yeah. It's a who's who of the audiobook narrators. It's like the all-star cast uh, that Random House Audiobooks has. So Well, I can amazing. say this. When I listened to it, it gave me chills. The second Ventress started talking. You hear that cool voice. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. was, it was chilling. Yeah. So if you're an audiobook person, you're definitely going to want to pick that up. And that's not going to be available in print at all. It's only going to be available in audiobook. So if you don't have an Audible subscription yet, wait for that to come out and then use your free credit for that. <laughs> or just do a trial and yeah, just get that book. Thing, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, let's see. So let's talk a little bit about possible books that might come out related to episode nine. I mean, obviously we'll get a novelization. Of course. You know. I don't know who's going to write that. Any guesses on who really would cool. write it? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've kind of been giving the novelizations to um, a few different authors that we would not have expected recently. Right. Jason Fry, I think, did the yeah. uh, did a novelization. Really. But Jason Fry's awesome. Uh, yeah. I love his books. I was glad he got to write a novelization. Does anybody um, out there have any guesses of who the novelization might be written by? I guess for the purposes of uh, chemistry, I'd like to have Matt Stover write. Matt Stover. Oh, oh yeah, that would be really cool. Matt Stover, yeah. His Revenge of the Sith novelization was amazing. You should come get a prize. Yeah, come get <laughs> a book. That was a good answer. Come, please. Yeah. Come get a We got to give all this stuff away. I'm just going to start <laughs> randomly. Anybody else? Somebody different? It's me. Oh my god, I would die. Oh. I would literally die. I think all the girls in the room would probably die uh, if she did that. And it would be so different than anything mm-hmm. else we've had before, which would be writing, great. Writing a message yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can come get, I mean, go for it. Come, get a book, get something else. Uh, let's see, I'm wondering if we might get, I don't know. Like something that's just like a story, like about maybe not a novelization, but like another, like tie-in in the area, because we know it's not right bumping up to the Last Jedi. Something so bridging the gap. Something bridging between, that gap yeah. would be kind of cool. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping because we got obviously got the big reveal, other than the title, but the fact that the Emperor is somehow going to be part of this movie, which mm-hmm. I think, I think was pretty big surprise. I don't know if people have been following spoilers and stuff and I think that was out there as a possibility, but I always thought that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's never going to happen, not right? Yeah. Come on. So I was surprised when yeah. I heard when I heard that cackle. Yeah, but we never thought Darth Maul was coming back cuz he got cut in half. So. Yeah, that's true, but that was in a that was in an animated series. This is like a saga movie. That's a whole different level, right? Ambient series. Are you animated? What? Are you animated? He series? got cut in half in the Phantom Menace. No. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm saying he, they brought him back in an animated series. That's so. So we also argue like this on the podcast a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, this too. happens all the time. You this guys is a only very... see the cut version of us. 
We do <laughs> cut out a lot of the, the banter. Okay. I don't. He does. Solo? Yeah, well, he was in, yeah, because he was yeah. at the end of Solo. I know, but they brought him back in the Clone Wars. In Aaron's defense, that is true. That's when they brought him back. I, I think that this is a bigger deal. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Emperor, well, well, Emperor coming back is a bigger deal. I mean, they've been hinting yeah. at it. Yeah. You know, they've been hinting at it at least in like the aftermath books. They hinted that you know, the, you know they might want to bring the emperor back, but I was thought it was like a crazy. Well, what I was saying is in the uh, as possible books is maybe a little bit of a history of that. You know, yeah. we he's in the movie, but we maybe we're not going to find out why. But then they can kind of give us a novel that explains that. Right. And now we have. Whoa! This is like a huge surprise. We didn't even know you guys were hey. coming. Hey! Oh, perfect timing. Get out of here, William. We need you guys. Okay. Get up the seat. William just got kicked out. Cooler people showed up. All right, everybody. So, E.K. Johnston, the writer of Ahsoka. Hi. And if you guys Queen weren't following... Shadow. Oh, no, I shouldn't have left that next to you. Um, You're not allowed to have that. Wait, oh, no. Okay, so they oh. all know what this is. You guys don't know what this is. If the, the grabby hand should tell you something. Um, Sorry. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Hi, How's it going? Okay, so introductions first. If you don't know Bria, she writes for StarWars.com as well as Marvel Comics. Hi, everyone. And then you all know who this amazing woman is right here. <laughs> E.K. Okay. Johnston. And we, yeah, so like, I don't know if you guys have been following our Twitter or saw the, the Facebook invite, but we didn't announce that she was coming until now. So who didn't know she was coming? Oh, cool. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so we hadn't done this yet. Uh, we were going to kind of talk about our top five. Top five books. Canon. We can't do that now because E.K. Well, yeah, Johnston's she's here. here. But okay, <laughs> like if you. Like, if Ahsoka's you had... my number one and Ahsoka, Queen Shadow's my number Queen two. Shadow. Right. I mean, that, that's fair. I mean, my favorite one is Are You Scared Darth Vader? So. Oh. oh, nice. She's I love not it. kidding. She's... <laughs> I'm very serious. I love that book. <laughs> Actually, in my top five is the, uh, the Mighty Chewbacca and the Forest of Fear. Yep. That is a great That's a good one too. Great, I love that book. If you guys haven't read that book because you thought, oh, that's a kid's book, read that book. There's it's a got, rebel librarian. And there's yeah, it's, like, there's it's like forest tree, foresty stuff and dark side, and it's really cool, really cool. And funny. It's hilarious. K2SO is in it too. Spoiler. But they, you figure that out pretty quick, so it's not <laughs> like really I think, a spoiler. I think he's on the cover. Yeah, yeah <laughs> never mind. It's not really a spoiler. Okay, well, just really quick, then we're just going to say like our top three just so that you know. Because uh, we've, been, we've been asked by our listeners to kind of update our top fives. And we haven't done it in oh, a yeah, long time. Yeah, we can time. talk about our top five books. Yeah. So I'll go through mine. Uh, starting with number five is A New Dawn. Just because mm, I love Star Wars choice. Rebels. I love it. I love it so much. And then Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Because I love the fleshed out story of Leia. Dark Disciple. Yeah. Yes. Great book. Last Shot, which I thought was fantastic. Who has read Last Shot? Yeah. Okay. Who liked Last Shot? We'll see. See? See? <laughs> the only one. Hikla's life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so we actually do have a store on Tee Public, and he designed a Pika shirt. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, so it was mainly just so I could wear it. But if you want to get it, you can. Yeah, right. just in case you're wanting to represent. We have Pika stickers, too, don't we? We do we? have Pika stickers. Uh, who wants a Pika sticker? We uh, have, like, four. You, Brian... 
Wait, raise your hands again. One you more guys time. come get come. Okay, so come uh, well, I didn't realize Brian? it was a right now thing. I thought it was. Oh, I'm giving them away. Can I have yeah, one? Yeah, I'll give you a peek for one. Well, gonna... I don't need one. They okay. can, can give it to someone who was <laughs> <laughs> not surprised to be here. Okay, and my favorite, my favorite book still since the new canon started is Lost Stars. I don't think that book is going anywhere. Have, have you read Master and Apprentice yet? I've read the first two chapters. Maybe, maybe you maybe might have wait. A, maybe you might have a slight shift after Master and Apprentice okay. is done. Because I would have said the same thing: Lost Stars, and then, and then, and then I read Master and Apprentice. All right, all right. It's very good. Okay, you go. Oh, my top five. Okay, I, thankfully Aaron gave me some warning on this one. So my number one, Forever and Always, is Bloodline. My number two is In Fairness Squad, which if any of you know anything about me, <laughs> obviously, I'm not shocked. a surprise. Shocked. Number three, and I swear this is not me sucking up, is Queen Shadow right now. <laughs> <laughs> number four is Life Debt. And then number five, I think, has to be Phasma right now. Yeah. Good choices. Good choices. Are you scared Darth Vader? I'm stop laughing at me. I'm, it's a very good book. <laughs> uh, Master and Apprentice. Lost Stars. Uh, Most Wanted by Ray Carson. Oh, that's a great book. Um, and A New Dawn, because I can't say Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But it, it would be Kenobi if but I Kenobi's could Kenobi's a great book. If I could cheat, yes. it would be Kenobi. We'll allow you one cheat. Perfect. Number five's Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my top five. I was, like, all over the map with this um, because I couldn't really decide but I ended up on um, Twilight Company is a favorite of mine. Uh, Twilight Company fans out there? Um, and then, what else here? Lords of the Sith, which is like, it came out a long time ago. <laughs> but I love that book. <laughs> Are you laughing because you it's don't like the, agree with me? It's like the buddy, the buddy co comedy we didn't know we needed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we all knew we needed it, but we didn't think they'd actually publish it. <laughs> Um, and then I said Chewbacca in the Forest of Fear and Lost Stars. Which still shocks me that there's a YA book on your list. I'm just really? saying. Really? Lost yeah. Stars is so good, though. Oh, it so is so good. good. And we need a sequel. We definitely need a sequel. Yes. And a movie. And then, uh, Dark Disciple is my, my favorite. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into this and to EK about Queen Shadow, which I love, by the way. It's on, it's my number six, and it's only because there's just, like, there's so many. There's it's so, so many. It's so hard. I, Making... like I didn't pick my two either, so I feel like it's fair. <laughs> okay. All right, so tell us about getting the call to write this book, or did you pitch it, or how did it come to be? So I, I kind of, I, I kind of pitched it, I guess, when I sent in my original proposal for, like, I would like to write a Star Wars book. My name is E.K. Johnson, please hire me. Um, I proposed a trilogy, um, which was completely ridiculous, and then I won't go into too many details just in case. Um, but then they asked me to write Ahsoka, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll write that book for sure. Um, and then a uh, while after that, I was on vacation in Iceland, and my agent called, which was unusual because he knew I was on vacation. So I picked up the phone, and he was like, hey, um, they want you to write a book about Padme. And I was like, yes. And he was like, wait where are you? <laughs> and I was like, Iceland. And he was like, what time is it? And I said, midnight, but don't worry. I'm reading by midnight sun so I could say I was reading by midnight sun. Like, you, you didn't wake me up. Um, and of course, then I couldn't sleep. So um, it was just so much fun to sort of put that story together and, um, and, and getting that phone call was, was pretty fantastic. Cool. Um, so when, you, when you're 
writing a book about Padme? Like how, like that's, that's something that you've been thinking about for a long time. I've heard you talk about this in other panels and it's <laughs> like, you were prepared for this I was book. Very prepared. You got to do Ahsoka first yeah. and then you get Padme. Where are the, what are those two characters? Which one is your favorite versus like, oh which one goodness. do you like better? Well, it's, it's weird. Cause for me, Ahsoka is like a, a new character for me still. Um, I didn't watch the Clone Wars when it aired. Cause I was like, I'll just fall in love with the clones and then I'll be sad. And then Rebels came out, and I was like, well, no, I guess I guess I have to watch The Clone Wars. And in the very first episode, Yoda's like, take off your helmets, you're all individuals. And I was like, no. <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. And so, um, and then I hadn't even met Ahsoka yet at that point. Like, I didn't even really, I didn't know she was a character. And then literally every time she was on screen and like sent off on a mission, you're like, oh no, this might be the time. And then at the end, when she, when she walks down those staircase, you're like, whew, Vader's not gonna kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Which was my immediate reaction. And, and then they were like, do you wanna write a book about her? And I was like, I do. Um, but so she's kind of like um, the character that sort of renewed my, my interest in Star Wars as an adult. But when I was 15, for my 15th birthday, we went to see on opening day, The Phantom Menace. And Padme just, they just occupy two entirely different parts of my heart, I think. So like, I can't really pick between them because I love them in different ways, um, which sounds like a cop-out, but totally isn't. Um, and the way I usually describe it is in the Doctor Who fandom, um, they will say stuff like, you know, so-and-so is my doctor. Yeah, right. And that's like the- Like David Tennant's like, my doctor. Yeah, like my, yeah. mine is Christopher Eccleston. Oh so, my God, wait, 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 yeah. stop. Wait, wait, <laughs> guys, there's just been, she doesn't know that there has been like a melding between she and I. So one, we're the same age and we saw Phantom Menace at the same age. Perfect. Yeah. And two, we have the same doctor. We both have the same doctor. And so the idea behind it is that like, you will love the other Doctor Who shows, you will love the other doctors, but there's always gonna be that one that's like the reason you got into the show. And for me, it's nine. And in Star Wars, Padme is my doctor. She's the one who, um, when I was getting into fandom as a teenager, um, all of my friends were fans of hers. And in like the two decades since then, I mean like I've been to those girls' weddings and like met their children and like driven across the country on a midnight phone call kind of thing. And that's the kind of like spirit I took with me into this book. And it was kind of one of the reasons I can't really choose between like the book of my heart and like the adorable four-year-olds in Ahsoka cosplay that I meet where I'm like, please don't make me choose between these two things. I love them both so much. <laughs> so when you love a character that much, does that help your writing or does it sometimes like make things more complicated? Um, I decided really early on when I was writing Padme, like when I was writing the Ahsoka book, I tried to keep it like as professional as possible. Um, I didn't indulge, I'm, I'm from a fan fiction background, so I tried not to like indulge my fan fiction tendencies. Um, there were, I wrote a few things into the Ahsoka book. I thought, like I thought for sure they were gonna cut that Kenobi scene, and then they didn't. And I was like, if I have to drag Kenobi, the book, back into canon one snippet at a time, I'm gonna do it. And so, um, so I thought for sure that scene was gonna get cut, like quite has a line in the book for crying out loud and like um, I thought they were gonna cut it for sure and they were like no no it's fine and I was like cool so when the Padme book rolled around I was like I'm just gonna go for it and if they tell me I have to like dial it back a little bit I will dial it back a little bit so um, I had a pretty long conversation with my editor when we started and then it was just like Easter eggs for everybody basically 
Bria, how was it for you getting finally getting a book about the handmaidens? This is something you've been wanting for a while. Oh man. <laughs> you don't ask me. I think I cried a little bit. Like it was waiting for me when I got back from a work trip and I told myself I wanted to be awake and functional when I read it because it was a cross country trip. That lasted for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I picked up the book and I don't think I put it down until I finished it a couple hours later. It was amazing getting to see, because I'm from a sort of similar background as Kate, but um, as far as my fandom goes. And we had had these, these mental images of Padme's handmaidens in our head for so long. Like there were things, everyone just accepted something about Rabe, we all accepted something about Dorme, et cetera, et cetera. And then we were seeing these on the page, it felt very validating to see to see our fandom and things we had loved so much become canon, essentially. Yeah, and I would agree with that. You know, as somebody who has been in love with the Handmaidens and even you know tweeted about there should be a book about these, it was incredibly enlightening to read about all of these different women and how different they are, but yet so the same. And that was one of the things that I really loved. I also, well, okay, if you've listened to the show, you know this, if you haven't and you're new, I don't like space battles. <laughs> and so a book that didn't have space battles and was all people interacting with each other and all of that stuff, I was like, woohoo! Weaponized fashion. There was, yeah. a, little, there was a little space well, battle. There's a little, there's a little there space battle. Tree. There's a little, there's a little one. For but those of I you that like space battles, yeah. there's a space yeah. battle. There's, there's a little one, one at the end. But yeah. you, can, you can follow it. My problem with space battles is I always get confused in my brain as I'm reading them. I'm like, wait. What ship? Where? When? What? I think there's there's actually a line in the book that like I forget I forget who it was. It might be Padme. It has like trouble following space battles because there's no sound. So it's just like you watch these things exploding in the distance and you're like, I know we're in danger, but I have no idea what to do about it. <laughs> I was there for the tree climbing that <laughs> the, happened. The tree, the tree climbing is my favorite part. <laughs> I didn't know anything about this book before I picked it up, like nothing. And so when I picked it up and started reading it, and I started reading the way you were describing her like with the flowers around her head and all this stuff and I'm like wait this book starts out <laughs> with Padme dying and I was that's so confused. That's not a spoiler that was in Revenge of the It's literally at the very beginning of the book it, so sorry. But that, it, was, that was like the first so I wrote that paragraph um, and then I wrote the epilogue and then I wrote the outline that was going to tie those two things together and when I sent it in um, I went straight to Salt Lake Comic Con after I went there after I finished writing it and when I got to Salt Lake Comic Con, um, Pablo Hidalgo was there, and because he had also had a flight, he had actually read it by the time I saw him, and he was like, that first paragraph was a jerk move, and I was like. <laughs> it was, yeah. I swore like, a lot when I got I, to I, If Pablo Hidalgo told me that I pulled a jerk move, I have won something, I'm sure of it. <laughs> like, it was outstanding. It was one of like the high points of my career as a writer. Okay, so before we go any further, raise your hand if you have read Queen's Shadow already. Nice. You guys are the best. Yay. Raise your hand if you've read it more than once. Yeah, I've read it. You guys are even better. So I've read it twice. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Bria ask a question really quick, okay. and then I'm going on rabbit trails in my brain. They're the best rabbit trails, though. Yeah, go. So, Kate. Yes. Who was your favorite handmaiden when you started, and did that change at the end? Oh, my goodness. My favorite handmaiden has always been Sache for reasons I can't really explain. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I don't have a thing for Sofia Coppola or anything like that. Um, I just I just liked her. Um, and 
So as like a gift to myself, I wrote her this backstory in Queen's Shadow. <laughs> so she's still my favorite at the end of it. Well, when you're an author, you get to do that. Exactly. When I, when I said that I was like, all of the indulgent things went into this book, I was like, it's a love letter to like everyone who's loved Padme, but primarily it's a love letter to myself. And I'm like, I'm okay with that because other people tell me they like it. So I know I, I, know I did a good job. Having so many sachet feelings right now. I Thank know. you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, my rabbit trail. I've read it twice because I had to read the audiobook. I didn't read it, I listened to it yeah. by Kat Tabor. Uh, if you have not checked out the audiobook by Kat Tabor, please, please do so. She did an amazing job going between the voices of what Amadala sounds like to what Padme sounds like, and even into the different handmaidens. Uh, she said herself on an episode of Fangirls Going Rogue that her emperor is not very good. It's not, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I remember when, when Ahsoka came out and Ashley was like, I'm so embarrassed about the Darth Maul. Yes. <laughs> and they both had to do Bail Organa, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't checked out the audiobook, it is really, really amazing. So, you know, check that out. We keep plugging audiobooks. Audiobooks are the best. Love audiobooks, yeah. It's just so easy to read an audiobook. Well, when you don't have a lot of time, you got to take advantage of that commute. Yeah. That's really yeah. where yeah. I can tackle a lot of reading. Um, so there was a throwaway entry in like one of the old, what was like everything you need to know about Star Wars, something about Captain Panaka and kind of what he ends up becoming. And then I was just like, okay, that's kind of cool. And I don't even want to say it really because it kind of is a spoiler. I mean, but if you no, already knew it? that, it's been is out it? there. The information's been out there. It's but been like, out there for a while. And so the yeah. thing is, like, I didn't know when I wrote the first draft, he just retired and Marike took over. And like, thank goodness, past Kate, first draft Kate was like, I'm gonna replace this dude of color with a woman of color, because you know, why not? And so um, I wrote in Marike Panaka to like, you know, the next phase and you know, Karsh was gonna retire and I don't know, grow weird apples. And so, um, <laughs> and so I handed in the draft and then I got on the airplane to go to Salt Lake Comic Con and I read Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, made several face journeys that I'm pretty, my, my, the guy sitting beside me pretended to sleep the entire time. He was awake the entire time, watching me have this like completely ridiculous reaction to this book. Um, during the Karsh Panaka scene, I had to like work to keep my face under control because I didn't want the flight attendant to become worried that I was like having a heart attack or something. Um, and then the plane landed and I turned on my phone and I was like, hey Jen, just read the Leia, Princess of Alderaan book. Um, I'll come up with something for Panaka. And then <laughs> Battlefront 2 came out. Two months yeah. later. Two months <laughs> later, <laughs> Battlefront 2 came out. And um, we had the Ion Pulse in, in the Naboo scenes. And I was like, there it is. That's going to be what starts the breakdown of that relationship. And as with most people who interact with Palpatine, it's um, his sort of loyalty and his awareness and his paranoia are what Palpatine twists after his relationship with Padme fractures a little bit based on defense. And so getting to, to write that. And in, on, in all honesty, I'm barely relieved that I put Marike into the book because if I'd had to write like mean Panaka for an extended period of time, I think I would have been really upset. <laughs> so, so I'm several reasons that I love Marike Panaka, but not the least. Um, I was actually talking with uh, with Walt and Mitch, who do the um, the writing for Battlefront Two, and they were like, "We retroactively ruined a marriage," and I was like, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> 
So something that I wanted to ask, because this comes up on our show from time to time, we have different categories of books, like we've got middle grade, or we've got YA, or the adult novels. And I know sometimes people choose not to read a book because they automatically assume that because it's in a certain category that it's not going to apply to them. What would you say about Queen Shadow to someone that was concerned about reading a YA book because they may not find appeal in a YA book? Usually my, my take on YA books um, is that if you enjoy sort of a more fast-paced story that's focused on character and really high-stakes personal decisions, um, that YA is the, the genre for you or the marketing category for you. Ahsoka is written um, for low YA um, because I wanted anyone who watched The Clone Wars to be able to read it even if it was being read to them. So like if they were eight and they liked The Clone Wars, you know, they could read it with their parents or whatever because there's that one scene with the torture that's not... Right. Um, there might have to be a conversation. And then um, with, Aso or with The Queen's Shadow, it's written more sort of usual YA. Um, for me, a YA book has a teenage protagonist, um, and then usually a little bit higher stakes and kind of like a more fast-paced plot, although I don't really write plots, so what do I know about that? Um, <laughs> and so like the main difference is also um, the point of view. Um, and when you, when you get Master and Apprentice um, and sort of read them side by side and the point of view jumps in that one, you, you might understand what I'm talking about with Queen's Shadow is that even though the point of view jumps, it's still very immediate because when you're a teenager, like everything is very important to you and everything is life and death and everything is like right now, right now, right now. And when you're an adult um, and you're a little bit more sort of, I don't know, boring. I mean, introspective. <laughs> um, and, and that's kind of the difference. So for me, I find the middle grade is where you will find the darkest stuff in Star Wars. Um, the YA is where you will find the like most weirdly creative stuff in Star Wars. Um, and then the adult stuff is where you will find most of the explosions in Star Wars. <laughs> that's a really good way to explain yeah. it. Actually. But the middle grade is very dark, very dark. I can't believe they give it to nine. We should, give, we should give away the Ahsoka book now. Yeah, we should do the um, Ahsoka book. So okay. who, who hasn't read the novel Ahsoka? Who has not read it? Has not. Okay, Hillary. so only you, only those of you who have not read it are eligible to win this. Okay, so those of you that have not read Ahsoka... Because I don't want to give it to someone that already has it. Stand up so we know we can yeah, see so you. I'm not judging. We're not right. judging you right now. Right, so I'm judging Hillary, but the rest of you Hillary. are fine. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question about the trailer that just came out for Clone Wars um, that involves Ahsoka. Oh, she hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's in the book, your book. There's Is something it? that's related to it. That's why I wanted to ask you about it, but I guess. Well, there's. <laughs> She's been signing for an hour. I've been at the, I've been at the Del Rey booth for my whole life, it feels like. Can I ask a question about it, or do you not want me to? Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so. The question I'm going to ask, and raise your hand if you know the answer, who did Ahsoka uh, fight in the trailer with a lightsaber? I actually right. think it was this guy right here, the right? red. With the red and yeah. gray. Anakin, yeah. with, the, with the Anakin hoodie? The Anakin hoodie. How, how yeah, fitting. Yeah. What was the answer? Right. Come on. Yeah. So that's what I want to ask you about. 
Okay. Because your novel actually has a reference to that scene. It does. So, so you kind of already knew that was going down. I did not. So three years ago, <laughs> they were like, um, can you start with the Siege of Mandalore, but like, don't write any action sequences? And I was like, um, okay. And then uh, at San Diego Comic-Con last year, I was backstage waiting for a panel, and my phone started vibrating a lot. And I picked it up, and Brian Young was like, oh my god, oh my god, you need to watch this trailer right now. And so I watched the Clone Wars Saved trailer and burst into tears. And like all the people on the panel with me were like, is, is she okay? Because it wasn't a Star Wars panel. It was like a regular fantasy book panel. And like, so I'd never met any of these people before because they wrote grown-up books. So like, it wasn't even a panel that like, I was on with my friends who are used to my like, emotional roller coaster. And so like, I just burst into tears watching this trailer because I was so happy. And I was like, this is why I didn't get to write the action scenes in the Siege of Mandalore because we're going to get to see it. And I was so excited because I want to see it. I didn't want to write it. I want to see it on screen. So I'm just so glad that that. Dave was given that like sort of chance to bring it all back with all of the characters and all the actors came back and I'm gonna watch the panel tonight probably in my hotel room if I don't fall asleep as soon as I sit down but um, I'm just so excited to like to see that because I definitely like skipped most of it and I'm so excited to finally to finally see it apparently they mo-capped Ray Park they did, yes. they did. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah it's a full, it's like the, full yeah, it's circle like, yeah, thing yeah. yeah yeah I'm so excited so our last question before we get into all of these giveaways and that kind of thing is, what is your favorite outfit oh. for Padme? So my favorite Padme outfit is the, um, I'll give you one from the book and one from that actually exists. So the one that actually exists is her uh, refugee dress from Attack of the Clones. Yes. Um, I absolutely love it. There was one here this weekend and I missed her. Um, but it's really hard to do because Trisha Bigar painted the fabric herself. And so the actual fabric does not exist, <laughs> um, which makes the costumers really happy, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, but my favorite one in the book, um, I got to do, I got to go to the Her Universe Fashion Show at San Diego Comic-Con this year. It was amazing. It was like an hour of extreme positivity. My friend Rachel almost broke my hand when she realized that like we were probably going to see Jodie Whittaker coming out in the Doctor Who outfit. Like everyone was screaming. My friend Emma was like yelling in my other ear, like I don't even go here, and I'm like it's okay. Everyone's very excited right now, um, and um, it was just fantastic. But there was one dress that I absolutely. There were many dresses that I absolutely loved. Um, so the I posted a thing on Tumblr about the various inspirations for the dresses. So the um, the Shape of Water dress was one that I liked and sort of used in the book. But the one that I loved the most was Queen of the Monsters, the Godzilla dress. And so I modified it a little bit and changed the colors and gave her a pair of flats because the model was wearing heels that were like this. And um, that's the dress she wears when she gives her like big Bromlark saving speech in the, in the book. And that's my, my favorite outfit from the book. Awesome. Okay, well we do wanna give away a copy of Queen Shadow and also, um, our winner of the Ahsoka book. Um, she will sign it for you before you leave. So, um, But we do want to give away a copy of Queen Shadow. So, what do we want to do for this? What do you think? I'm going to give this to you. Okay. Who can tell me the names of all eight of the handmaidens named in this book? <laughs> yes. Bring it on. I will give you a hint. They are the ones that are in Phantom Menace and in Attack of the Clones. Yes. Who wants to give it a okay, shot? Go okay. ahead. Yeah, we'll take it. 
five and three. Five and three. And you're not doing them in order, so I'm already confused. <laughs> no, you no, didn't. No, you didn't. You, did, you did not. Go, you're good. One of them's really hard. Because she's only on screen for about a fraction Half of a second, a second. before yeah. she goes boom. Two of, Two of them die. Them die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make it easier. Do, do the Phantom Menace ones. So you got, you already got. You have Sabe. And you have Sache, and you have Irte. And, yeah. and? Did you say the R one? No, those are those the other ones. Those are the other ones. You're so close. Oh, it starts Did you say R. the one with the R? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Oh, and poor Verse always gets forgotten because we don't actually see her on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next T-shirt I'm gonna make it to say. Oh, All right. Rabe. Do I have? Uh, do you have that book? Do you okay. want to get something different? You want it? If you already have it. Yeah. Okay. She'll she'll sign it okay. for you. In a little Give it to a friend as a gift. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But thank you guys so much. But before we end, if we could please give a big, huge round of applause for E.K. Johnston. Thank you guys. For Maria, William Devereaux, who is right over there. And a big round of applause for yourselves because you took time out of your day to come Thank here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. All right, but we have to end this right, Aaron. What's up? Till until next time. Keep on reading. And may the force be with you. But before you leave,